Hello, Wenatchee. You're listening to the 13th episode of Classic Jazz Travels. My name is Doug Anderson, and I'll be bringing you music from jazz's rich timeline, from the 1920s to the recent recordings made by today's Northwest jazz musicians. If you're new to jazz, I hope to give you some insight into what I hear and how I learned to listen to this really special and uniquely American music. I want to invite you listeners to chime in this week. If you'd like to comment or request further information or a particular artist, you can send an email to me at nxnwboy at gmail.com. That's northbynorthwestboy at gmail.com. I'll respond as quickly as I can. Last week, we dove into the jazz form some called fusion. I want to say that in my opinion, boxing music into a narrow area isn't my thing. I think that music like any art reflects the culture of the day. These days, we've got new labels, new age, electric jazz, etc. It's all in the timeline, and I don't think any artist or composer thinks about in which category their compositions will live. So with that, this week we're going to mix it up with jazz from several eras. I want to start back in the big band and orchestra days with the great Stan Kenton. Stan was born December 11, 1911 in Wichita, Kansas. At a very young age, he showed signs of musical genius, playing piano and nearly any instrument he picked up. He played piano in juke joints and dance bands in the 30s, and in 1941 formed his Artistry in Rhythm Orchestra. By 1942, they were playing to packed houses all over the states. Art Pepper, Stan Getz, and Anita O'Day are just a couple of folks who shared the bandstand as members of his orchestra. His bands were always exciting, and as a young drummer in the 70s and 80s, his arrangements usually found their way into my band classes and onto my stand. Here's Stan Kenton and his orchestra from his 1956 release, Kenton in Hi-Fi, with Intermission Riff. Thank you. 
That was Stan Kenton and his orchestra from his 1956 release, Kenton in Hi-Fi, with Intermission Riff. This is an early tune from his book, and we'll hear more in future episodes. First, let's visit another large ensemble from a bassist, composer, and arranger who's influenced many on the jazz timeline. Some say he got his start by hearing Duke Ellington on the radio when he was only eight years old. He studied double bass and composition with several heavy-duty players and arrangers, and by the 1940s was touring with Louis Armstrong, Kid Ory, and Lionel Hampton. By the 50s, he'd settled in New York City and began playing with Charlie Parker, Miles, Bud Powell, Art Tatum, and his early idol, Duke Ellington. According to his website, MingusMingusMingus.com, he was also quick to protect his intellectual property by forming his own recording and publishing companies. He recorded over 100 albums and wrote over 300 scores. This next song is from his 1963 Impulse Records album, Mingus, Mingus, Mingus. Pay attention to the section playing and the dynamics. Also think about the song form and solo sections and how they interact with one another. Here's Aura Decubitus. <laughs> Thank you. 
You're listening to Classic Jazz Travels, and I'm your host, Doug Anderson. That was Ora Decubitus from Charlie Mingus's 1963 album, Mingus, Mingus, Mingus. How about those horns? This song is so cinematic to me. The drive, the solos, the shouts in and out of sections. You'll definitely be hearing more from Charlie in the future. Now let's back up in time to another of my favorite pianists, Bud Powell. Bud was born and raised in Harlem. He performed in dance bands and eventually got a gig with Cootie Williams. But his time at Mitten's Playhouse with Dizzy and the others gives him title, one of the pioneers of bebop. He also is credited as being one of the early pianists to emulate and transfer the melodic playing of Charlie Parker and step away from the stride playing. Wikipedia claims many called him the Charlie Parker of piano. He was a protege of Monk's and also a friend. Sadly, his playing and recording career was halted several times due to injury and mental illness. Thankfully, he did record several albums, which I'll try and share with you on this program. From his 1956 Verve Records release, Jazz Giant, here's Bud Powell with Strictly Confidential. Thank you. 
was Bud Powell with Strictly Confidential, with Ray Brown on double bass and Max Roach on drums. According to the interweb, all the tracks on Jazz Giant were originally released on two 10-inch LPs in 1950. Did you hear the similarity to Charlie Parker's phrasing and melodies in Bud's soloing? It's also interesting to hear his mellow left hand, which didn't follow the old-fashioned stride-type chord work, but still was, to me, less active than some recordings. Up next is Lee Konitz. To me, Lee shared duty carrying Charlie Parker's legacy with Cannonball Adderley. I don't think he's gotten enough credit or fame, but he's someone you need to know about if you're following the progression of the alto saxophone in jazz. He was a student of the great Lenny Tristano and known for his imaginative lines and phrasing. Listen today and see if you can follow his phrases as they move beyond the bar line or measure and continue further between breaths. A lot of older school players, to me, seem to follow a set form when improvising. Stretching over bar lines or reading in multiple patterns makes things both interesting and allows for more tension and release. With that, here's Lee from his 1951 Prestige Records release, The New Sounds. Here's Tautology on Classic Jazz Travels. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was Lee Konitz from his 1951 Prestige Records release, The New Sounds, with Tautology. Interesting to hear this album. I think it really shares a lot with Miles Davis's Birth of the Cool. The arrangements and harmonies, the orchestral small group formal arrangements, the tone. What did you think about Lee's improvisation? What about his tone? Could you hear the influence from Parker? Keep him in mind when you're on the search for new material. Up next is one of my favorite trumpet players, Donald Byrd. I think this is another player that deserves more shine in the spotlight. His music, to me, rang clearly with the blues, the spirit of the church, and with soul. From his 1961 Blue Note release, Freeform, this is French Spice.
You're listening to Classic Jazz Travels, and I'm your host, Doug Anderson. From 1961, that was Donald Byrd with French Spice. Donald was joined by Wayne Shorter on tenor, Herbie Hancock on piano, Butch Warren on bass, and Mr. Billy Higgins on drums. I love his trumpet playing, and I love the trumpet and tenor melody. It's always been a favorite device to me. I also love the bass phrase that happens at the top of the song form, sparse and pedal-like, then zooming into a walk to accompany the solos in the next section of the form. Well, let's step back to the tenor now and visit with the great Hank Mobley, who is another amazing tenor player in the Blue Note Records stable. Hank is joined by Donald Byrd on trumpet, Herbie Hancock on piano, Butch Warren on bass, and Philly Joe Jones on drums. If you remember, the last track from Donald featured Herbie on piano and Butch on bass. Try and listen for any style differences on both the drums. Billy Higgins played on the previous tune, and Philly Joe will play on this one. Also listen to the sound and style differences between Wayne Shorter, who played on the previous Donald tune, and Hank. With that, from 1963, here's Hank Mobley with Up A Step on Classic Jazz Travels.
That was Hank Mobley with Up a Step, with Hank on tenor, Herbie Hancock on piano, Philly Joe Jones on drums, and Butch Warren on bass. I love the bass and piano halftime phrase that backs the melody before the second section. I also love the turnaround to the top of the song form. Herbie's piano is great too, laying out firmly the structure but also open enough for the soloist to explore. His playing to me sounds a little like Bill Evans phrasing in chords from Kinda Blue. Hank slowly builds with each chorus and uses repetition in a way that seems to provide a call and response to each phrase. Well, let's head back to 1954 and to the drum chair next. This next song comes from Max Roach's debut album as a leader. First released on the debut jazz label in 1954, here's Mobilization. was the amazing Max Roach with Mobilization, with Max on drums, Hank Mobley on tenor, Walter Davis Jr. on piano, Franklin Skeed on bass, Idris Suleiman on trumpet, and Gigi Rice on alto. Up next is something we've not heard yet on the show, Harmonica. This next song comes from the great Toots Thielmans, released in 1958 on the Riverside label, 
Here's the classic Strutting with some barbecue. Thank you. 
That was Toots Thielmans with the classic Struttin' with Some Barbecue. What an amazing tone and amazing talent. Toots was joined by the brilliant Pepper Adams on baritone saxophone and Kenny Drew on piano, along with Wilbur Ware on bass and Art Taylor on drums. Such a joyful noise. The combination of baritone saxophone and the harmonica really made the unison playing in the song beautiful. Well, let's visit now with another pianist, McCoy Tyner. McCoy had quite a solo career, but is also known for his tenure with John Coltrane. This is from McCoy's album Super Trios and features McCoy with two amazing trios. It was released in 1977. This is 4x5 on Classic Jazz Travels. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was the always amazing McCoy Tyner from his 1977 Milestone Records release Super Trios with 4x5. This is a great album to hear two distinct trios. The first is McCoy, Ron Carter on bass, and Tony Williams on drums. And the second is drummer Jack DeJanette and bassist Eddie Gomez joining McCoy. Well, to close the show, I invite you again to chime in with any comments or requests. You can email me at nxnwboy at gmail.com. That's nxnwboy at gmail.com. And I'll get back to you as quickly as I can. To close this week's show, we're going to visit my old friend and drummer Ian Froman. This time, he's backing up a brilliant young guitarist named Cheryl Bailey. This is from Cheryl's album, Bullseye. Here's Elven People. Have a wonderful week. Thank you. 